the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. So uh, Jason Petrill is with us, and he is, uh, uh, he's former military intel and, you know, our geopolitical uh, kind of watchdog and researcher. And uh, we were talking to Rand Paul before the break uh, about Syria. And he said this, what I think is just a, a little ignorant when I hear it from from people, um, uh, that, that Assad had no reason to drop these chemical weapons. I think Rand Paul gave me one reason himself where he said, yeah, he might have done the calculation that they would just probably drop a few missiles and then we'd move on with our lives. That's exactly what I think. But there's more. And I was glad to hear that Rand Paul knew about the rebels. I was incredibly surprised that, that he knew about it because most people in the West have never even heard of this rebel group. And that rebel group, uh, for all the nerds out there, is Jaish al-Islam. And they're and one of a gazillion other rebel groups uh, within Syria. But what makes them very specific is they are right outside the old city in Damascus. So what would be the equivalent? Uh, old town um, Alexandria across the river from uh, Washington, D.C. Perfect. So imagine if there were rebels trying to do an insurrection or guerrilla movement against our government. That is how close they would be to the nation's capital. And they were well dug in. He said, oh, they weren't liked in the neighborhood. But they were they were well fortified, were they not? I've seen the, so the pictures are just now starting to come out. I've never seen fortifications underneath the city like this ever. Like it is amazing. Journalists are starting to post pictures of themselves down there. The the the, the tunnels are big enough that you could drive cars through. That's how big the tunnels are. Wow. They're being described as an underground city underneath Duma. That, that that's how significant it is. These guys were not going anywhere. It was going to take some people were saying six months to a year just to push them out. Now think about that. That is right outside Assad's capital. Now that that, that is you know their prime you know target right now was Jaysh al Islam right there. Now here's something. Here's a few other things. This was not the first chemical attack on this group. The Syrian regime has been doing this. is the third chemical attack just this year. Just this year. And there could have been several more up until last April. But just this year, this is the third. Now, most people have not heard about that. The reason being is because it just didn't get the international press. They didn't knock out as many um, people is the as this one did. As well, like, they seem to be drawing some bizarre distinction uh, between the use of chlorine and something like sarin. As if you don't mind being killed by chlorine, but you, you know, being killed by sarin is a big deal. Is that because the other the previous attacks were those chlorine attacks? Is that why they're not rising to this bizarre level? So I, I don't even think they've even I don't think they've actually made a determination if sarin was used in this. They've just kind of left that out there as it's as possible, possible right, right? Another nerve agent, exactly. Yeah. But, but the reason chlorine is, is 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 interesting in this debate is because chlorine is found in a lot of manufacturing mm-hmm. factories. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, so you could pr- it, it is. So plausible that some rebels could have, you know, seized a, you know, factory or whatever and, and gotten chlorine. Mm-hmm. But the Assad regime knows that as well. Now, there's a lot of. Can I go a little into the conspiracy theory? A little bit. That's a little bit. As long as you clearly it? mark it when you come in and out. <laughs> okay, so entering now. Okay. So the Putin started talking about, the Kremlin started talking about possible chemical attacks as early as, I think, April 4th. Now, this attack happened on the on the 7th. They started warning people that, hey, we've got reports that someone might be doing a chemical attack. Rebels might be staging a false flag. That was on April 4th. Again, a lot of people have not heard about that. The attack happened on the, on the 7th, 
And in the smaller circles, the Russians were like, see, we told you so. Now, think about what happened before uh, the Kremlin started saying that. The nerve agent attack uh, on, the, uh, on the former double agent, Russian mm-hmm. double agent, who the criminals are trying to say, look, this is all just a this is all just a, a ruse to try to get everybody to turn against Russia. Well, who did Russia finger? They didn't finger rebels for the for this attack that they said happened on the seventh. Who they finger? The English, the UK. That's who it is. They're trying to make the distinction, and the U- Russian ambassador at the UN actually said this at the Security Council meeting that they thought that this was a big ruse by the British. To tie Russia and the Assad the regime to the UK weapons. ambassador? The, no, the, the, uh, the, the, the Russian, Russian ambassador. Yeah, let's said play that. this audio. It's, it's, I warn you, it's disturbing on so many levels. Do you have the Russian ambassador, Sarah? The Russian. It's not uh, certain by any means that it was a chemical attack. Uh, there are reports from Western journalists who were in Duma yesterday reports that they could find uh, no folks who would confirm that there'd been a chemical attack. They went actually to the hospital where it was, where those videos were filmed. They spoke to doctors, uh, named doctors, so this can be checked, who said that there was no chemical attack. What there was, was an ordinary bomb attack that had people streaming into the hospital with smoke inhalation problems. And what happened then was that the white helmets, that's the jihadi uh, medical auxiliaries, uh, started shouting uh, gas, caused panic. Uh, Then everybody went into uh, gas mode. They started with the hoses and the inhalers. Uh, Meanwhile, it was all being carefully videoed and put out by uh, rich Arab country propagandists. And there's a dis... Wow. Okay. Okay, so I can, in this era of, of, of Russian misinformation and, and everything they're trying to do, we have to be hypersensitive to every time someone is parroting this, and we cannot continue to parrot at that. That's why I do not like when I hear people in our own government say something like, Assad didn't have a reason to attack. You know, it's, 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 they didn't have a reason. That's exactly what the Russian regime is saying. Now, this thing he's talking about, about the white helmets, that started in R, on the RT network, you know, Russian-funded news network, and Sputnik, which is also <laughs> Russian-funded. That's where that began. They're trying to make the White Helmets, for people that don't know, is a, a search and rescue group. They don't, they're not combat, they're not anything. They take dead bodies and people that are hurt out of buildings. They've actually been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize back in 2016. World governments give them money for them to continue to do their work. But there's a big reason why Russia is trying to smear them, just like they tried to smear the Pope for crying out loud back in World War II. They're trying to do the same thing to the White Helmets. The reason they're trying to do that is because no one can get into these areas and verify war crimes. And that's exactly what the Russian government and Assad are complicit in, war crimes. They're trying to stop people from being able to show what's going on, even though two documentaries have actually come out and showed what the, some of the cool stuff that the White Helmets are doing. But this is all propaganda straight from the Kremlin. And I cannot believe people in actual governments are, are just spouting this off. They're just repeating it over and over again. It's insane. I mean, that's one, one viewpoint. I mean, it's one viewpoint. Uh, <laughs> there are others. Uh, apparently, Jason has not heard the report from OAN. Uh, well, this is pretty stunning. This Jason. is pretty stunning, and I, yeah, I, stunning. I'd like to hear you answer for this. Yeah, uh, yes. late. listen. 
we want to announce that uh, One American News has an exclusive discovery. We went to uh, Duma today. We got exclusive access, mm. uh, and we were brought into the town of Duma, mm. where the alleged chemical attack happened. Uh, we were brought in uh, with a government escort <laughs> and uh, shown the areas where uh, the chemical attack uh, allegedly happened. Not one of the people that I spoke to in that neighborhood said that they had seen anything or heard anything about a chemical attack on that day. Uh, they said that they were going about their normal business, uh, everything was pretty much business as usual uh, in the neighborhood that day, and they didn't see or hear anything out of the ordinary. Well, there you have it. Oh. Amazing. So the Assad uh, government uh, reached out to a uh, a reporter and said, we'll bring you in under escort and we'll take you to the site and we'll introduce you to people who can tell you the truth. Shame on you, One American News. I cannot believe this. This is what this is, is this is selling your soul for access. And it happens in everywhere in the world. Every combat zone in the world. Every journalist has offered something like this. Yeah, yeah, sure. We'll take you in. This is by the government. The government guys say, yeah, under military escort, we'll show you the truth. This is the truth. And they're just buying it hook, line, and sinker. Now, I get it. They're probably scared because they don't want to say anything else, but probably because they might be threatened actually physically by the Assad regime, but also because they just don't want to lose the access. They just don't want to lose it. They want to be one of the people that have the exclusive exclusive. But this is not journalism. Not at all. They're just, they're a, it's a propaganda. That's all it is. They're, they're contributing to the spread of propaganda. And it's just absolutely ridiculous. And this propaganda, the end goal, if, if people don't understand the end goal, and we laid this out on a chalkboard um, the other day, I think it was on Monday, right after the attacks. What is it that nobody is really talking about? What What is the point of what's happening over there? And it is Israel. So Iran has been launching really this plan since I would say like the mid to late 80s uh, with the establishment of Hezbollah and ta basically taking over Lebanon. That was the first step in getting on Israel's border. The next step, right after the uh, Iraq invasion, was to go in, basically seize control of the Iraqi government, which that's basically what's happened right now, and then move into Syria. That's what they're doing. The entire reason is to encircle Israel. They want to and get that's their Israel. language, not not ours. Exactly their language. Yeah, they want to encirclement, and what they get after that is basically the end of the world. And that's not hyperbole. They are actually looking for the end of the world because that's when their Messiah comes. This, and again, this is what they're preaching. That's, that, that's their language. And if you think that, that Russia is a neutral actor in this, they are completely non neutral actor. So right after the chemical weapon attack happened, who did Israel attack? They attacked the Assad regime or they attack the Iranians? They attacked the Iranians. They did a, a, a missile strike almost within hours of an Iranian base. It was the T4 base. And what they actually attacked, and we just found this out, I think, last night or this morning from the Wall Street Journal, was a TOR missile battery, T-O-R, TOR missile battery. That was supplied to them, given to them, supplied to them by the Russians. The, the TOR, if I'm not mistaken, is one of the uh, most aggressive uh, air defense systems out there, is it not? It's, it's a good air defense system. It's not quite the S-400, but it's a, it's a medium, medium range surface air uh, okay. missile. But, um, but it was given to them by the Russians. So the Russians are complicit in helping the Iranians do what they know what they're trying to do. They're trying to get down there and they're trying to get to Israel. But that is not unusual. Um, I told you a story the other day and you looked it up and you, you were like, and I think I even said, I don't even remember the source on this, so you better look it up. And we found it in the Washington Post from 1982. Two. What were the Russians doing in 1982? 
they had an entire invasion force basically underneath the desert waiting there for whenever they wanted to use it to roll right into Tel Aviv. In, in Lebanon. In Lebanon. And Amazing. we found it in 1982. It was, there were the tanks and the ammunition and the absolutely everything you would need for a full invasion force. And the Russians in the cover of night had buried this entire invasion force. This is not something new to the Russians. Something interesting also on, uh, I was jotting down notes when I was listening to your uh, interview with the senator, and uh, he mentioned that he thought that there, there was no evidence, but there is evidence that we've come out and said, intelligence has evidence, they said there's a blood sample and a urine sample, so they do know uh, what the actual agent was that was used. And uh, Senator Paul also said that uh, they were supposed to get actual, the OPCW, which is the watchdog for the UN that mm-hmm. verifies chemical weapons use, was supposed to verify today, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and actually get samples. Well, the Russians and the Assad regime have denied them access. They right. will not let them into Duma to actually Correct. take samples. Now, why would they do that unless they have something to hide? Right. There's no reason. If, if they're guilty, it behooves them to let them in, but they're keeping them out. So today, the UN security team, the UN, their security team for, for the OPCW went in to check the area. Now, it's been safe for One American News to go in there and then broadcast right from you know Duma Square and say everything was fine and peace in our time. But for some reason, the U.N. security team got fired upon. The U.N. security team got fired upon, so now the OPCW still cannot get into Duma. They're not going in there anytime soon. Now, you got to ask yourself, why is that? If the Russians and Assad are so, you know, um, um, well, because, free. because they know that the U.N. is going to plant evidence. <laughs> I mean, that there is what they will say. <laughs> Jason, thank you so much. Thanks. Uh, keep your keep your eye on, uh, on uh, what's happening over there and... and uh, Keep us abreast, will you? You got it. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network.